was totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dax, it's time for your bath. But I missed my show. Don't argue with me, young man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. Hello, and welcome to Geek Parenting Podcast. I am James, a.k.a. Nerdy at Home Dad. And we are here at the lovely Watchtower Cafe on 1588 South State Street here in Salt Lake City, Utah. I don't know the zip codes. You'll just have to Google 4115. Or ask Tui. But we have a big show today. Uh, this is going to be a two-parter. We're going to be talking about the... Uh, Show about thir- the uh, the light-hearted teen romantic comedy <laughs> drama, yeah. 13, uh, Thirteen Reasons, Reasons Why, Why. <laughs> a story about a uh, a quirky girl who just can't seem to get it right, and yeah. wackiness ensues. It's basically like Saved by the Bell or, or uh, uh, the, the reboot. Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but before we get into that, let's go around the table and introduce each other, introduce ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to my. So we'll go to my right because we have a, a we have a gaggle of guests. A gaggle. A, a gaggle. So we'll introduce the main hosts, and then we'll introduce our guests. So to my right, we have... I am Johnny of On the Boards. You can find me in places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Namely... I, I, I fit in places you'd be surprised. <laughs> and you should follow his Instagram now, because he's just got a new toy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just uh, Johnny Tuero is my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So. And what's your new toy? It is a K2SO. One of the, what? I don't know. 3.75? Oh. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yep. He'll be hanging uh, out with Gartog. I wanted it scaled to, the, to uh, Gartog. And the owner of Gartog is uh, also the proprietor of the Watchtower Cafe. That is... Hey, it's me, Tui the Human. Uh, janitor of Watchtower Cafe and Jedi Barista oh, yeah, of State said, Street. I said proprietor. I meant custodian. Yes. Uh, janitor, <laughs> please. Uh, A master of the custodial arts. Where you can find me cleaning toilets, but also... Making the drinks. I probably shouldn't say that together in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. I do one before the other, but I'm not going to tell you which. <laughs> you can find me at Watchtower Cafe, 1588 South State Street. Secret Making ingredient is not love. Yep. Um, and then uh, we do have a, an entire table full of guests. A few of them belong to me. Uh, you've heard me talk about some of them. But I have some of my clones here with me. Because, as you said, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, some... Some heavy stuff. We're going to be talking about the the show that is blowing up the internet with criticism and yeah. comments and opinions. Thirteen Reasons Why on uh, the Netflix original adaptation of the book by the same name. What I watched Bill Nye for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not for nothing. Oh, true. Um, but we have a, a few of my my teenagers here to give share their thoughts, um, as well as our friend Amber. Who is a? Would you say like uh, mental you health care professional? Yeah, that would be accurate. Mental health care professional. Yeah. Um, she knows stuff about. She things. knows a lot. Hopefully, of yeah, she knows a lot of stuff about a lot of things. Paid a lot of money she's, to have. She's a like <laughs> probably the smartest person I know. No, cool. no, <laughs> definitely not. Well, like, I wish I had a cooler title. The, like literally. So I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec, <laughs> and I've been I've, I've been wanting to say liter- literally like Chris. literally. She's literally the smartest person I know. <laughs> uh, so in the second part, we're going to 
be talking more with Amber um, about her thoughts and opinions about the show and maybe answer some questions from the teenagers. And kind of like talk about what mental health professionals are saying about the show. Yes, yes. Yep. But uh, in this first part, we're going to be talking with these, these hooligans. <laughs> uh, you've heard me talk to, uh, refer to her as the guinea kid, but come to find out she hates that name. Which is probably why you use it. This is why, I, and I will continue <laughs> to use it. Uh, the the daughter of Aquaman, oh, no. <laughs> niece of He-Man. No. <laughs> okay. From from here for from now on, the Did guinea kid will the guinea kid will be you. referred to as the mermaid. So now you, you can't they can't see you, mermaid. I know. Okay, so you have to say stuff. Okay, um, hi, I'm Mermaid. What grade are you in? I'm in 11th grade. I'm a junior. And which half is the fish half? Top or bottom? <laughs> the top, obviously. Oh, the well, <laughs> for the listeners. <laughs> um, I'm 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And... And you go to a high school. I go to a high school. With well, other kids. Well, surprise. Um, yeah. Welcome. That Thank makes you, you so here. qualified to be here. On yeah. It podcast. does, actually. It really it does. does, yeah. <laughs> and uh, to her podcast right, we have the Unicorn Shadow. Hi, you have unicorn to hold the shadow. mic up closer to your mouth. You have I think you turned it off, You have to point, point, it, off, have to point it like a flashlight into your mouth. I'm serious. You have I to think point she it like turned a flashlight into your mouth. There you go. Wait, is, is it on or off? She turned it is it off. on? You turned it off. Well, if it makes it no, it's on. It's if on. it makes it easier, we could just have you two share. Yeah. That w- that way, that one's on a stand already. Yeah. So I you don't, just lean into that one. I don't like sharing with people. Okay. Well, that's fine. Hello. What grade are you in, Unicorn Shadow? Uh, eighth. I'm I'm in eighth grade, and. And you go to a school. I go to, a school. With, with other teenagers. With other teenagers. With very very rich, annoying. <laughs> Brody kids that I, I feel that pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I come from. <laughs> and to the Unicorn Shadows podcast, right? We have the Hylian. So, hello. I love. I think what you, I think what you mean is. Yeah. He's, he's trying to be cool. <laughs> trying. No. Hey, girl. Yeah, I. What are you I talking about? Nerds no, are cool. The Hylian is like the biggest nerd I know. Probably. Because yeah, probably. probably. I was looking for Jay last night and come to find out the Hylian is reading a history of Zelda book. <laughs> the history of Jay. Oh, yeah, but no, not the history of the arts oh. and artifacts. The new arts and artifacts. <laughs> true, true. I need to get that one. So, yeah, so Jay knows a lot about the arts and artifacts now. And he was oh, correcting me. He'll, he'll double hook shot the crap out of you now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so since we don't have a lot of time, let's just jump right into it. Uh, the show 13 Reasons Why. What is 13 Reasons Why? It, I honestly don't know. It is, uh, you know what, why don't we let the teenagers... Yeah, let's let the kids yeah. your spe- So it started with, with the uh, Unicorn Shadow. She started watching it, and I was like, what kind of CW BS drama is this? <laughs> yeah. What kind of, like, melodramatic teen show? No. Yeah. It's so okay. dumb. And then, like, uh, half, uh, about 20 minutes later, I was sucked in and hooked. I was like, all right, next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody well, was. Somebody was cutting onions. Well, like, a lot of people at my school were talking about it, and I was like really confused what this was and stuff and then my friend told me about it and it made no sense to me so i i guess i just decided i should watch it 
And of course, we were browsing Netflix and obviously saw it as we? the top page. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the show? If you, if for, for Johnny, who hasn't, yeah. Johnny who Is hasn't there a main seen character? It, it. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be you. It can, you know, any of you can jump in. Is there a main character? Relatively. Yes. <laughs> there, there's, uh, there's, I guess there you would say there's about two main characters because it's really about, um, it takes the place of um, a young boy named Clay who, um, who young. finds, young? yeah, so young. this girl named Hannah, okay. this girl named Hannah like makes these tapes like telling her everybody why she killed herself, right? And so he ends up, and so she asks everybody to pass them around. To I'm people. feeling the levity already. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, this one kid, Clay, gets it, and he listens to them. All thirteen. Not yet. Eventually, he listens. Oh, okay. He listens to the first couple of ones. I'm, I'm gonna just uh, it. The show is about him listening to the tapes. Mm-hmm. There's okay. thirteen tapes, and, and there are thirteen alert, episodes. And each tape is a reason why is one of the reasons why she killed herself. Okay. And each reason is is directed towards one person. So is Clay one of these people? Uh, you'll have to yes. Yes, okay. he's he's number 11. Basically anybody Spoilers. who you s- most of the people you see that have like a big part of the well not even a big part if they spend more than 5 minutes in front of the camera they have a tape. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really so, like so that's not really what to the, the what happens in the show is not really what the show's about and that's not why it's important that's not really why we're talking about it it's not about the story it's more about the themes around what they uh, what they kind of bring up and um, right. suicide obviously is the, the biggest uh, the biggest theme throughout the show and but maybe it, we should interject there uh, real quick yeah so usually when we talk about the subject of suicide we want to give out the number for the suicide hotline for anybody who's struggling with things uh, who just need somebody to talk to and or if you know somebody who's struggling uh, you could always call this number uh, to learn more Uh, the suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255 right Um, what what I found was that the so the show is basically about a girl who kills herself and it's the entire show is about her giving reasons why and the reasons are showed in every episode, and it has a lot to do with so uh, tackles a lot of themes. Episodes, like then? Thirteen episodes. Um, a lot of bullying uh, is brought up, but also like heavy topics like rape are brought up, um, <laughs> depression, and so it's not just about suicide. It's about right. it's, it's about a about lot a, of these things that the happen in high school. The gamut of mental, school. you know, issues right, in, exactly. in school. And that's really why this show is it, and it talk it it shows things in graphic detail, graphic detail, very difficult to watch. So if you haven't seen the show, um, there are multiple scenes of, of rape. Mm-hmm. It it shows Hannah doing the deed, cutting, slitting her wrists in the bathtub. Shows in graphic detail. Uh, Very graphic it, detail. It goes uh, throughout the episodes. You see, like, just uh, instance after instance of of bullying and teasing to the point of, you know, driving somebody 
not crazy, but driving somebody to over the edge. Yeah. 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 So I wanted to ask you guys what what about the show did you find was realistic, and what what have you experienced in high school or junior high, and what of it like uh, what parts of it were maybe just kind of a little out there. Yeah, I, I'm also really interested in hearing this because it's been 10 years since I was yeah. in high school and we had Facebook, but it, this like, is my 20 not year many people, year. yeah, not many people had like uh, cell phones. I feel like it's, it's different, obviously. And so I'd love to hear like what you thought was realistic, what wasn't. Well, I feel like for me, this was one of the most realistic shows that I've probably ever watched dealing with stuff in high school because I feel like other other Hollywood shows kind of um, kind of cover up the fact that there is bullying and you know harassment and all this stuff and I think that it's just kind of it gives more detail in what really happens in high school and how kids really act of course it's a show and it's kind of like it's over-dramatized a yes, little. Yes, yes, very. Oh, um, yeah. But as far as other shows go, I feel like it's most realistic on how kids treat each other, on what really happens, on the emotional side of each of the characters, kind of. Um, so what, um, what characters do you, do you feel like were realistic that you, you can relate to or that you um, know somebody who's like that character? Zach. Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, love, I love Zach Morris. <laughs> and Justin. Like I said, like, saved by the bell. Um, Zach is a, is a jock who, um, who's not like every other jock. Most of the jocks are very outgoing and very popular and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that Zach isn't, except Zach is different than them. In the sense that he feels lonely, even though he's surrounded by a bunch of friends, he's lonely because people don't really understand him. Because he's he's kind, but he doesn't understand how to interact with certain people in what are certain some ways. Of the that Zach does in show? Well, he tries to get Hannah's attention, um, and he he kind of tries to ask her out, but when she rejects him, it kind of like hurts him so badly that that he starts doing stuff like um, like in class they have these little these little bags where people can put cute notes in them for other people and he takes all of Hannah's notes away so she kind of feels alone and he just he just does things like that that kind of like it it may be little but for someone are already struggling with depression and things that can be a very big thing. What, um, what characters did you guys relate to the most? Personally, me, I related to Hannah very, very much so. Same. Um, she, I feel like I went through most of the things that she went through in the show, and I felt a lot of the things that she did. And... Um, she kind of, in the show, she progressively starts to get lonelier and lonelier, and she feels like she doesn't have anybody, or she loses people. And I feel like at some point in every high schooler's life, they have, they have that where they don't 
have anybody. They're always alone. They walk the halls like, you know, they know people, but they're just kind of there and they're alone. And, you know, well, I, I mean, I and if you want to help me on this, the funny thing about that is it doesn't matter how many people you actually have to support you. If you start down that path, it's it's going to consume you. Is, is that a fair what path of feeling alone? Like there's nobody there for you, regardless of whether or not there actually is. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, one of the things I think Hannah was struggling with so much was her, her rape. And then also like viewing, she was a secondhand survivor of witnessing uh, Jessica's rape, right? And so like I see that she was going through depression, which like, um, yeah, I think there can be, especially in high school, times when you're depressed where it, if you don't have an, even if you do have friends around, like your depression can consume you in itself. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Right, uh, Hylian, what about your? Uh, was there a character that really did it for you? Um, I, I related most with Clay, mostly because he's um, he's that kid that kind of. He's not as popular as everybody else, and he's he kind of does his own thing. He's kind of oblivious to the fact of a lot of things that a lot of other people know of and he's not always conscious of everything and he's the dope who like girls like him but he has no clue whatsoever and like oh, Hannah's so he's, he's the me he's the me too he, like <laughs> Hannah's dropping hints like l- like slapping him in the face with like hints that she wants to go out with she him she has like a dictionary yeah. and he somehow finds he somehow finds the one thing to say that hurts her feelings <laughs> like, every day. I feel time. like he was every boy I ever dated in high school ever <laughs> yeah I I related closely to him um. <laughs> take the hint Highly. <laughs> exactly. Like he he even needed Jeff to like push him yeah. and like and, tell and him. And Jeff was a big part of it too. Uh, a lot of a lot of what's circled around the tapes is one night that that happens, and he feels like when he when he listens to this tape, he feels like it's all it all starts with him, and it's all his fault. Basically, all the things, all the other reasons why. Um, Hannah killed herself all the other tapes it feels like it's all centered around that one night and the night was um, the night of uh, the girl Jessica's party and um, she had a so basically like survivor's guilt sort of and feeling yeah. responsible at the same yeah, time yeah a lot of yeah. it like when you see the episode with Clay's tape a lot of it is like oh god I, if I would have just done one thing different Everybody would still, no, nobody would have been hurt, and everybody's still. Which be is alone. completely a normal reaction to anyone passing, whether it's yeah. suicide or not. That's that's a totally normal reaction. Oh, when I was 18, I had that happen. It wasn't even someone I was like super close to, but I was in boot camp. I, I served in, in the Navy, and I I heard that a friend of mine who was still in high school, a uh, grade or two below me, had killed himself. And you're just like, I'm. There's nothing I possibly could have done, but right. still. I was like, man, there had to have been something. Yeah, that's survivor's guilt. Um, how did you guys feel about the like the them showing the rape scenes? I 
That was I intense. Yes, that was I mean, very it was intense. Uncover- I, know, I know that uh, Hylian actually got up and, and left. Like, he, he left the room. and I'm I, getting squirmy just kind of hearing I about it. I don't blame him at all. Like, it was really, really hard to watch, really difficult to be there. But what, were your, what was going through your mind when... I think that it was very almost traumatizing to watch. But I'm so glad that they didn't try to censor it. Yeah, well, because like also it's with such Hannah, a real thing. Yeah, especially like, with yeah how yeah. she didn't do anything about it because like uh, she and she was what, just what you, standing you, there and like yeah. basically she. In which instance the is this when, the one that she when saw? She, when when she gets raped, she. Um, they say they actually touch on this topic where, um, like, in the explanation of why why they did certain things. Like after we watched the show, we watched the what was it called the behind the, or yeah the behind, behind the, the scenes the director so, commentary type of yeah. So you, you said she she so she was raped and saw she somebody else. Yeah. At a party. So, so you said she did yeah, nothing. Back, did she do nothing to, to fight night. off her attacker or the other person? Yes. Attacker. So while yeah. she's at the party, she's like hiding in a closet. Yeah, so wait, what happens is um, the night of Jessica's party, uh, Clay and her, they both like each other, but they they don't know, and they're both, like, really awkward. But Clay makes the first move and, like, tries to talk to her, and it ends up being too loud and everything, so they go upstairs, and things end up happening, and they, um, they both... It gets a little frisky. Yeah, it gets a little... <laughs> intentionally, though? <laughs> a little yeah, yeah, intentionally, and... Yeah. Um, or I should say consensually. She, she, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, yes. it is very yeah. consensual. And um, but Hannah when, has flashbacks yeah. of another assault that when she happened was like, to her. Yeah. And she, she, she was freaks like, out. And so it also touches on PTSD, though. Yeah. yeah. So oh, she she has uh, she starts thinking about an assault that happened. She pushes Clay off. And then she just she's crying because she's thinking about the assault. She gets ready to leave the room, and two other people come in, so she hides because she doesn't want them to know that she's in the room. Oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And the and it's Jessica and uh, her what boyfriend was Justin. 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 And their boyfriend and girlfriend, and um, they're both really drunk, and so. And they're consensually making out. Yeah, and but yeah. then and Jessica then she, gets tired. Yeah, she gets and then, tired. So she just lays down. And then so Justin leaves but the room. Justin leaves. Yeah, and he just she's stays tired. outside of the room. But his friend Bryce comes by, and um, this this is the moment where where it first got really uncomfortable for me, especially because um, Bryce is Justin's buddy, and he's done so much much for Justin, and he ends up basically pushing Justin away and gets to Jessica and rapes her and mm-hmm. it's and that's and what Hannah, Hannah sees. and Hannah witnesses the entire thing and she has PTSD about it throughout the show and um and that's that's the first thing that happens after after uh Clay makes out with with her and after Clay leaves yeah after Clay leaves and when he was listening to his tape he he was hearing all the stuff and he felt like it all started with him and he was very depressed about it afterwards. Yeah, the the other rape scene was like I feel for I, me was even harder I, to watch I couldn't because watch that. she that, no. afterwards they basically show her giving up, and there's this one shot of her hand where it just like slowly 
you can see that she, she just, just like, yes, kind of she's drops. And right. they explain this in the commentary kind of thing. They say that there's one of three things that would happen in, yes. in that instance. There's a fight, fight or flight response. Or but freeze. Then there's a freeze. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're just in shock and you don't know what to do. And that's what happened to Hannah. And... And it's a, you don't have a choice in that moment yeah. either. So that's yes. and I, I, that was it's a reaction. So it's one that's I been recently talked about a lot more in psychological communities. But we're so stuck on like fight or flight that we don't talk about freeze a lot. So most times when people see scenes like this, they ask why didn't she do something? But it's uh, just like with fight or flight, like it's completely chemical. Depends on what your body does, what chemicals are released. Where freeze is where you dissociate from everything that's happened and it's protecting you and that you are, a lot of survivors describe like being above their body and not even seeing it happen, not being in their own body while it's happening. And it's protective in that way because you, your body denies that this traumatic thing is happening. Yeah, and it has to deal with like things that happened before and with all those things that happened before, by this time, she was already making the tapes. By this time, she, she was already getting ready to make the tapes, and she was going on a walk through the town, like, remembering everything. And she just found her way to a party. And she found her way house. to a party, and when everybody leaves, the same guy who raised Bryce. Jessica, Bryce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I want to kill him. I hate <laughs> Bryce. I hate Bryce so hate much. So All much. right, guys, we're about uh, two-thirds of the way through this. Um you want to each go through and kind of give me a an overview as to I'm not even trying to phrase it like why this what this meant why it meant it and why you think it's important in a brief what just few minutes well, how about this like do you even think that people should like other kids should watch this uh, would you recommend it um not unless they don't have someone to talk to like mm. Yes, especially if this they don't. is like r- really intense and stuff, and like. So you don't you don't think necessarily that it is for a teenage I think, audience? I think that well. I think that it goes both ways. Like it's very intense, and it's hard for kids to watch, especially if they're going through that stuff. And I know that a lot of the characters are relatable, it. and um, it's a very very real show. Um, I think that it can be also very important for people to watch because it kind of puts you into, like, it, it puts you into the show, it drags you in, and you kind of live it. And so you can understand a little bit what other people go through. And I think it's really important for other people who don't really understand that kind of thing to watch it, just so long as, you know, they do have somebody to talk to because I think a lot of kids joke about, you know, oh, killing themselves, like, oh, I want to kill myself as kind of a joke because life is so stressful, but they don't actually mean it. But then I think after I watched this show, now whenever someone says that, it makes me really uncomfortable. Right. It makes me want to do something like like, almost. Yeah. And it makes me angry kind of. Because I know some people who, like, joke around about suicide. Yeah. Like, it's nothing because they haven't been through it. They haven't been through being depressed. Like, their life is so perfect, and they get everything they want and stuff. But, like, then when they hear that someone's depressed, they're yeah, pretty much don't just really saying, understand. like, oh, you so. just choose to not be depressed. Like, Yeah, why don't you just cheer up? 
Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like depression, knowledge can't be something that. cured. All these bad things happen to you, and don't do anything about it. Just be happy. So one yeah. thing I want to ask is: so we talked about if teenagers should watch. Do you guys think parents of teenagers should watch the show? Yes, I, I think so. It's really I think important. It's, I think so. Yeah, like, I think it's important for parents to touch on this subject this. with their kids, especially since a lot of parents don't really understand this generation of kids because they had a different generation when yeah. they were in high school and so they don't really understand what's cool can, can i do a quick aside everyone. about that this this just happened last night and it's it's a little more lighter than what we're talking about uh that's every generation i was mm-hmm. watching yes yes i was watching monster go home last night because it was on the <laughs> Sven Gulli. and this was the 60s Jeez, way to bring it down Johnny. i know i know <laughs> and uh marilyn you know she's like 19 in this and she's polite to an older guy. And he's like, oh, this is the first time any one of your generation has ever been nice to me. And I'm like, that's somebody who was 19, 50 years ago, yeah. 60 years ago. Yeah. So no, no generation. And that's one thing that I was, I, was, uh, I was very adamant about watching this with the kids. Um, so as soon as, about halfway through when it, when it started getting really heavy, I decided to watch ahead of them and make sure I knew what was coming and I'm so right. glad that I did and mm-hmm. after watching it and finishing it I was like okay we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna let you guys finish watching this but we're, you're watching it with me and mm-hmm. then we're gonna talk about it afterwards because right. it's so heavy well, and that was one of the things yeah. that, we, that w- was brought up was like every generation feels like the parents don't understand that, like high school is this own little ecosystem right. and the parents are just aliens and outsiders they don't know what's going on in this world and that, that's like that's throughout the entire series where the kids they all they have to do is just say something to their parents but they don't feel like they can they, they don't yeah. feel like the they parents don't understand, understand. Yeah. and yeah. that's, that's something that is Prince. always always going to happen if yeah. every every generation well and since we're talking about the generation kind of gap thing mm-hmm. um, Amber found that there's a text message hotline also for people with social anxiety yeah so if you text the word home to seven. 741741. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little hotline that you can text to. And I've tested them out before. They're really good. I'm just like any other counselor. But what's nice about that, I, I think that does touch on like the generational piece because it feels more accessible for yeah. to be able to text sometimes than it would be to talk to well, someone on the phone. Yeah. 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 Sadly yeah. enough. Well, it is friendly for those of us with, you know, situational anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's too hard to talk to someone physically about, like, your suicide thoughts, you know, then you can text it. And at schools, like, I I know at our schools, they they make a mandatory app where there's something called Safe UT. And um, it's mandatory in in all our schools, and um, they make you download it on your phone. and um, It's optional. no, they don't it, make it, you. It's mandatory. Our school makes us. Yeah. Hi, high school is mandatory. Whoa. I don't know about middle school. Kids kids over there are just... So oh, oh, you kids. <laughs> <laughs> you youngins. That um, other generation. <laughs> At least I'm not I, some boring teenager. I, I, I just have a question. As as your parent, and, and answer honestly, you don't have to get into like detail or anything. I just want to know, have, have you guys ever felt suicidal have you ever felt like so bad that you yes very much well like i haven't been suicidal like i've never felt that but like i felt like sometimes it would be better for me if i like 
if none of this ever happened. If you weren't like, around? Yeah, if I could just go back in time or like, it would be so much better if, if I wasn't around. Because I mean, it's not, it's, well, it's not a abnormal and mm-hmm. I want to, I just want to let you know that, that I get those feelings too. Yeah. Sometimes I would never do anything, especially because I think about who would find me yeah. and what would happen afterwards. Like we saw the aftermath in 13 Reasons Why. Like you see the aftermath of when that happens, how many people's lives are affected by yeah. one person's And choice. I think like and Alex think tried that. to kill himself because of all that stress too. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the... And Justin, I think. And, and like Kat blamed herself for moving away too. At like the on the last episode when they were questioning all of them. Yeah, everyone's just blaming themselves. Yeah, at the beginning she moved away though the next year but you know it's it's okay to have those thoughts and those feelings but it's really important to talk to somebody talk to somebody Mm because one of those i just want to let you guys know that even though i i get those i would never do anything but sometimes i feel like it it would be better if i wasn't around everybody else would be better off and that's normal Mm -hmm. but just want to let you guys know I would never do anything be- mostly yeah, because of, of you guys mm-hmm. I would never want to leave you guys without yeah. without a dad and when you start yeah. having having those sorts of thoughts it's really easy to get into the confirmation bias of it yeah. you start you know thinking oh well well you know I, I just like convincing yourself that that could be true so it is dangerous you yeah. Know? yeah definitely and don't I mean, be afraid to reach out yeah and coming from somebody who as a teenager attempted suicide um it's it's one of the hardest things to talk to your parents about after doing it, mm. after trying. But it's also one of the most healing things as well. Um, yeah, I can Because agree. whenever I had those thoughts, I was able to talk with my parents about it. And we, we worked stuff out. And yeah, so listeners if you have kids whoever talk with your kids mm-hmm. also there's can i just uh say one thing yeah. about there's a there's a part in the show is like one of the, i think it was like the last one of the last episodes where clay has this friend she's like a barista and um he she's giving him a reading and he sees cuts on on her arm and he's like what is this and she says you it's what you do instead of killing yourself and I think that also is like one of the a real thing in um, in a lot of teenagers these days that nobody really talks about. Oh, self harm. Yeah. Yes, and um, I think that is agreeable. That um, a lot of people who don't understand self harm thinks it, that you would kill yourself, but I feel like a lot of the times it's more you're trying not to, and so that's just kind of like. Yep. I can confirm tense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or um. like sometimes you end up hating yourself for it and Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like yeah. shame around that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But like when in psychology we talk about like coping, like survival techniques yeah. and like um, and even just like thinking about that, like what helps you survive to like keep yes, you alive, exactly. right? And so like cutting is one of those where like most often it's so that you can like get out of pain or feel pain in some way that's healthier than what you're going through and keeps you alive. And so um, I think there's a lot, I agree with you, there's a ton of shame around it. And yet like 
um, we in the mental health professional world see it as like a coping, a, a survival technique. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I guess we're going to wrap up this first half, but we're going to, everyone's going to stick around and we're going to continue the conversation in the next, next episode. But do you guys have anything else that you wanted to talk about the show or with any of these topics in general? Last final thoughts? Well, um, I think like, uh, shoot, I forgot what episode it was, but like when Clay starts talking to Tony about like how he wished he could have done something better, and like he would, and like you as like watching it, you, uh, you're in denial, like you want Hannah to still yes, be alive, exactly. oh, like, or like, oh, she was just, just kidding, and, uh, or she didn't really do it, this is fake, because like, you see how much Clay is hurting and like he just wants to see her again and that's all he wants and like I think it just I think the show one of the worst parts of it yeah I think the show really helped me it helped me remember that we need to treat people good all the time and and sometimes you can be too late on telling someone you love them or you care about them, like I think that you should do that all the time. Doesn't mean you shouldn't, though. Yeah, and and uh, I just wanted to say like Tony is a big, big part in that because honestly, I think if without Tony, like if Clay didn't have Tony to help him cope throughout, Tony is like they they phrase him as the Yoda of the the kind of school because he's he kind of is helping he's kind Clay. of got the sage yeah. wisdom yeah mm-hmm. and he helped Clay more than once like in one instance Clay is feeling really really down and he doesn't want to listen to them anymore and he feels like he has to do something about it and so he takes him like climbing and Clay almost falls down and like almost dies but then once they make it then he gets that rush of like feeling alive and it makes him like stand back and realize and so Tony Tony has like helped throughout that and without him I think that Clay He might have killed himself. Yeah, he might have killed himself. I I saw it coming until Tony kinda helped him pick him up but Clay yeah. I have a question for you all, which I'm I know you said that like a lot of your friends have been talking about it at school. Have you seen like a difference in like the like I don't know, the climate at school ever since this came out? Well, yeah. I know a lot of my friends and stuff and like I know that in the past they have had problems with, like, hurting themselves and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. like, I try to help them get through it. But um, I know that after one of my friends, after she watched it, then she just, she kind of got really depressed. And there's a lot of drama going on with her. And I think it's important to, like... Help out, help out your friends or do whatever you can so that they feel like they're worth something. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like secretly everyone who's watched this show is kind of wanting to change themselves for the better too because I know a lot of friends that have watched the show and I can I can sense a difference in them, but they're trying to like make it look like there's no difference. Yeah, and, and like, like the show didn't change them, but... Like it's not cool the, to try. Yeah. I feel like the beginning, like they kind of... A lot of people are saying that it's kind of glorifying suicide and it's, like, making it this cool thing. Like, she she got revenge on those people by using the tapes, but it's really 
not trying to put out that message, but kids are somehow finding finding that to be true. And it's, it's I feel like it, it's, it's getting, more about sometimes um, it gets worse. And yeah. like some of my friends have talked about it, but they they've been kind of nonchalant about it. And I I felt like there were three kinds of people. There were the people that felt really impacted about it, and then those that really didn't really care, and then those that felt a bettering self and that really really felt better about themselves afterwards um and it's kind of like back and forth with with all that and especially in the beginning near the but then when it gets harder and harder then that that's where like having someone to help you go through it comes in because it's it's pretty deep it's pretty hard so yeah, uh, I think uh, we'll wrap this episode up. Uh, yeah, I think, I think we'll forego our normal uh, sign-offs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, just remember, if you're feeling down, you have, I'll just go over the numbers one more time. Uh, so the suicide hotline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, and if you're more of a texter, you can. Text the word home to 741 741. Or if you happen to be in the downtown area and you wander into Watchtower Cafe, you see me, James Tui, or Dr. Sarah, we'd be glad to help. Yeah, we're all, our ears are always open. I'd love to. I'll buy you a drink. All right, well. Well, uh, stay tuned for the next episode uh, next week when we go through part two of this. Uh, heavy conversation. Yeah. Heavy conversation. Big, big thanks to uh, the mermaid, the unicorn shadow, and the Hylian. Yes, they're, they're going to stick around. Yay. Thank you, guys. And Amber. Thank you, Amber. And we'll see you next time. We'll be back. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars.